Don't use a big word when a singularly unloquacious and diminutive linguistic expression will satisfactorily accomplish the contemporary necessity. Steve Green. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, and I just want to give Lee a little bit of jazz hands for that. <laughs> that it was quite a mouthful of an opener. <laughs> it sure was. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And today we are going to be talking about using those singularly unloquacious and diminutive linguistic expressions. <laughs> Thesauruses. It is a tool that too often authors rely on to make their writing sound more important than it is. You will not use your cell phone to hammer in a nail. There is a time and a place for every tool. That includes the thesaurus, which I have enough trouble saying the thesaurus. I'm very impressed at your opening statement there. A thesaurus is a very good tool to help you find the right word to express your thought, not a way to find a new word to use there. Too often I'll see writers try to use big words for the sake of using big words, but it doesn't actually make sense in the context of their story because synonyms don't always express the same idea in the minutia of the feeling. I once edited a short story where the main character was cleaning out mom's house after she died. And as the character is looking across the home of the hoarder and looking at all of the dust and debris, the author used the word loess, which is a geographical term for dirt, essentially. It's a specific kind of dirt. She used the word because it is a synonym of dust. So part of why we caution you is even though they're synonyms doesn't mean they mean the same thing. So I just opened up the thesaurus for the word angry, and I'm going to just list some of the stuff that they have in here and think about what that word means to you and how it's actually different than angry itself. Annoyed, bitter, enraged, exasperated, furious, heated, impassioned indignant, irate, irritable, irritated, offended, outraged, resentful, sullen, uptight. Maybe some of those words will mean exactly what you want for that particular scene, set the flavor for that particular scene. Don't be afraid to use the word angry because there is a time and place for that word. Know when it is, know when to use it. And part of it depends on your character. I think of a Disney movie, Enchanted, where Giselle, who is usually this just happy, bubbly, eternal optimist kind of character, experiences anger for the first time. And she just goes, I'm so angry. Coming from that character is a huge thing to just simply be angry. So... Know your characters as you're choosing words for them. So I, I just have to ask, have you ever like gone back to edit something of yours and then realized you use the same word like five times in a paragraph? Or is it just, just me? Oh, no, that's me. I actually had an editor point out once in a short story that I used the same word like three times in the whole story. And it's not like a super common word, 
but it was just everywhere in my story. Yeah, I've done that when I learn a new word and it's like, I really like the word harbinger. I'm going to use it a lot. So this is a time where a thesaurus can be helpful to help you get a different word in there so it doesn't feel so repetitive and weird. If you're not intending to have that rule of three going on, maybe a different word is going to be better for it. But it is a reminder. It is a assistant. It is not supposed to be your go-to for every single thing that you do. Something I've seen, authors will want to make something for adults, and so they'll make it difficult to read. Because a lot of people associate reading with academics and not necessarily entertainment. People think that, oh, it has to have difficult words in it to be for adults. I remember growing up when I was in the library and I was told to pick out a book that was at my reading level. I needed to have at least one word per page that I didn't know in order for that to be at my reading level. Please, if you are writing for entertainment, drop that idea out the window, drop kick it, light it on fire, write to entertain, choose your words based on what is good for that scene, not if it's difficult or easy. This really comes into that write selfishly thing that we always tell you. If you are writing selfishly, you're going to write words that you understand. You're not going to be relying on the thesaurus to make your book sound smarter than you are. It will not make your book worthy. I see a lot of people put down a book, pick up a cell phone to look up a word, and then maybe check Facebook while they're on there. And then, well, what about this game? And, oh, I didn't. The book stays closed. So, like our opener, please don't make me repeat it. Like our opener said, use a simple word if you want to keep your reader's attention. Honestly, the long word, the long, complicated, intricate word is oftentimes the wrong word to use. Don't pick words because they're different or they're new. Pick them because they're right, because they fit that place. Just like using angry, it was a very good word choice for Giselle in Enchanted. You may have a character that is frustrated that conveys a slightly different emotional response than simply angry. So when you went over your list earlier, one of the synonyms for angry was impassioned. If it's a husband and wife that are about to get into an argument and it's just that beginning moment of anger and you decide to use the word impassioned instead, it can go a completely different direction you don't intend for it to go. I will say sometimes the right word for something is just thing. I used this in my Halloween short story where they were seeing these creatures that were distorted and the only word he could come up with was thing. Think about how much money Stephen King has made from the word it. So just remember that simple words are often better. And if you can't figure out the right word, the perfect word for that particular moment, especially in your first draft, write the wrong word write angry, even if you know that's not the word that's going to happen. As a pen and paper person, I find it really useful to write angry, then circle it so I know when I'm coming back to it, when I'm typing it, to right-click that and find a better synonym. Or if you're on a computer, just highlight it and move on. You don't have to find the right word right away. That's what the editing process is for. 
And you'll find more often than not when you're coming back to it, it's like, oh yeah, I totally meant this word. Or sometimes I've had it happen where I meant the word that I circled. Like that's really the best version of the word that I can use for that moment. For me personally, the reason why I need to just pick a word and move on is that it will slow down my train of thought. It will get me distracted because as soon as I open up that browser to go look for the right word, I am lost in a pit of social media and gaming. I will get distracted. I will go to different sites. I will not stay focused on my writing. So to just kind of wrap it up, your thesaurus is a tool. Use a word you already know and don't even look at the thesaurus until you're editing. Your first draft, just go. Yeah, a thesaurus is a tool in the same way that a router is a tool. It is used for very specific things, not as a fix-all solution. It's not the WD-40 and duct tape of the writing world. (laughs) But even more important than that, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.